What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Deanj Nicolette. If you're new here, my love, welcome. I'm super excited to have you tuned in for your first ever episode of Manifest Daily. And of course, to my OG listeners, y'all know the vibes. Okay. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, boy. Hey, what's popping? What's good? Welcome back to another episode of Your Fave. So today's episode is another Ask DN episode. And if you are new here, Ask DN episodes are once a month where you can submit your questions anonymously. And I jump on here and we just chit chat. I give you my advice. I give you my thoughts. We kind of dive into some tea. And it's basically like a little girl's chat, you know what I'm saying? A little catch up session, but it's me and you and you get to actually participate in the conversation in some in some ways, right? So we're going to dive into the questions in a little bit. But before we do that, I want to do a little bit of an intro a little bit of a recap the first thing I want to recap is our Bali trip which I feel like I talk about this all the time but also not enough at the same time I I think I do this thing where I get afraid of talking about the things that I'm really proud of or talking about the things that I'm really excited for because I don't want to come off like braggy or I don't want to come off you know, insensitive in any way to anyone's situation. I need to do a better job of really speaking up about the things that I'm excited about and speaking up about the things that I'm really proud of achieving because that's part of recovery when it comes to imposter syndrome, when it comes to self-sabotage, when it comes to not acknowledging your worth. And that's something that I'm really working through, especially the imposter syndrome piece. So I want to talk about Bali and we're going to talk about it. And we're going to continue to talk about it because it's really important to me, one. And I also think it's such a cool ass opportunity. And I'm so, so grateful to even be doing this trip. Like I think when I first was approached by Trova Trip and first decided to even embark on this one, I didn't think anyone would actually be interested in traveling with me to a whole different place, to experiencing a whole different culture and to be doing any of this. So the fact that we even got people who were interested and the fact that we have confirmed the trip and the fact that we are literally going to Bali next year still blows my mind. Like it's it's quite wild to me that I'm actually going to get to meet so many of y'all in person in a new place and we're going to get to go through this experience together. But it's also something where I'm just so excited because it happens to line up with my 30th birthday. I turn 30 next year. That is an incredible milestone. I'm so excited for it. I mean, I'm excited for my 29th birthday this year, but I'm excited for 30 next year. And I'm excited to be able to celebrate that milestone with y'all. So another year of Manifest Daily, another year of aging beautifully and gracefully. 
And then also another year of traveling. I didn't realize how much I enjoyed traveling until I actually got the chance to do it. And I feel like a lot of things in this life, many of us don't realize how much we actually would enjoy that thing or how much joy something could bring us, a certain experience could bring us until we actually do it because we either have our fears surrounding that experience. We have our misconceptions about that thing. We might have friends or family who have had bad experiences or perhaps even good experiences that tell us stories. And so we have a certain perception of what it will be like, but we can't really know until we experience that. The job that I'm in now has allowed me the opportunity to travel domestically. And that's been really cool for my experience because in seeing different places, even just within the United States, I've been able to really understand just how powerful travel can be as an experience, just going to different places, meeting different people, getting outside of your comfort zone. Moving to Texas, moving to Dallas was a really big part of that journey for myself. But then also, like I said, being able to have more of those domestic travel experiences has been huge. So this trip to Bali is going to be amazing. It's going to be something that is really incredible for my own personal journey. But I know for a lot of y'all, it will be incredible as well. Many of the people that are coming on the trip so far have not traveled much, have not had a lot of these experiences where they've traveled internationally as well. So this is huge. It's not just something that I get to kind of knock off my bucket list. It's something that y'all also get to knock off your bucket list too. And I'm so excited to be able to be a part of that part of your journey as well. So if you're interested in Bali, we are still, we still have some spots for the trip. So if you are interested in going to Bali with me, this is in May, 2024, I will have the link down in the show notes you could check it out it's also always linked in my instagram bio so you can go over there if you follow me on instagram check it out from there as well the trip includes everything except for airfare and some meals i do plan to do like a couple group dinners anyways that i will pay for so y'all can look forward to that we're definitely going to have a little birthday celebration a little birthday turn up <laughs> okay so that is going to be a thing but i'm just so incredibly excited for it and i'm so just like I don't know, I'm just so proud of myself for getting to this place where years ago I couldn't even imagine just like how big of a community this would be. And I always say this is just the beginning. This is the beginning of my vision. This is the beginning of this community. This is the beginning of so many things that I want to do. When I, and as I started off this section explaining, I have a, a way of sabotaging by way of not talking about the things that I want to do or not promoting them or not bigging myself up and giving myself the kudos and the slaps on the back and the and the high fives that I need to give myself because this is this is work that I'm putting in and this is this is a huge achievement. So I'm really excited for anyone that's already confirmed for the trip. We had someone else sign up the other day. Thank you so much for supporting me on this journey. Thank you so much for investing in yourself as well. Investing in new experiences for yourself, new friendships, new community. Like this trip, I have no doubt in my mind that every single person going on this trip to Bali next year, that we are going to form a lifelong connection with each other because this is going to be something that we are all experiencing for the first time 
time, including all meeting each other. So I'm really looking forward to that. I do plan to have and to host additional group trips in the future. I want to really make sure that this first one goes well. I want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable, that the logistics, the planning, all of the things make sense and everything goes really well before I go ahead and start playing the next one. But I really just want to say that this is an incredible opportunity. I've tried to make it as accessible as possible. DM me if you have questions about the trip, if you have questions about anything that we're doing on the trip, if you have any hesitations, you have any concerns, if you're nervous about traveling, you're not the only one, okay? I want you to know you're not the only one. So if that is something that's holding you back, I want to let you know that I don't want that to hold you back. You know what I mean? I don't want the fear of meeting new people or the fear of experiencing something new to hold you back from this literal life-changing experience. So if that's something that you are kind of sitting with and trying to come to terms with, we can have a conversation about that. But I do believe that it will be incredible, incredibly powerful for everyone going through this experience, whether it's on the Bali trip or any of the future trips I plan to have. Um, I think we might do Italy for the next one, that's kind of what's coming to mind. That was one of the top destinations that y'all really wanted for this trip as well. And we might do Italy next time. So keep an eye out for that announcement. But in the meantime, we are still booking spots for Bali. I believe we now have 11 spots left. I think either 11 or 10, I want to say one of the two. So go ahead and check out the link in the show notes and yeah, message me or email me if you have any questions. I'm also really excited because I booked a trip to Europe <laughs> and I'm going to Europe in October with my friend Tolu. This is something that's been on my bucket list for years. Like I, <laughs> I have had the, the desire, the urge to go to Europe, specifically to France for most of my life, if, if not all of my life, all of that I can remember. Booking this trip means so, so much to me because again, it's, it's one of those things where I've just worked so hard to get to where I am in life and I still have so much to go. I know, like I said, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of what I'm doing in my career. This is just the beginning of what I'm doing with Manifest Daily. This is just the beginning of me enjoying life, being able to enjoy the fruits of my labor. But to be able to book this trip and to be able to say that I'm going to Europe for an entire month, I feel like I'm still processing it. And I, I feel I feel so incredibly grateful for the opportunity, for everything in my life that's awarded me the opportunity to do this and to have such an amazing friend like Tolu, who I can know that we're going to go on this trip for a month and we are going to have a blast. Like whenever I hang out with team. Whether it's our hours long FaceTime calls or whether, you know, she's here in Dallas, I'm over there in Alberta. We have a blast together. The energy is just out of this world. So I'm so grateful to have a friend like her to experience Europe with for the first time. And I just, I don't know, I guess I, I wanted to say all of this because one, I want to remind y'all that it's okay to talk about the beautiful things that you have achieved in your life. It's okay to speak out loud on it, to be grateful for it, to just really appreciate it out loud. I think we do this thing where we're so afraid to speak on our blessings because one, there's either this belief that someone could knock your blessings down or when you speak on it that you know you might jinx it and I used to have that belief and in some ways I still kind of do I'm like oh I don't want to I don't know if I should say anything or whatever yet because 
I might jinx it. But as I always say, what's for you is for you, right? So if whether or not you speak on it out loud, if it's not for you, it's not going to stay. And whether or not you speak on it out loud, if it is for you, it's going to stick around. Speaking on something out loud, bragging on yourself, uh, bigging yourself up, appreciating your achievements, being grateful for what you have done, what you have, what you're experiencing. It's not a bad thing and it's not going to block further blessings. If anything, it encourages more because you're speaking on it and you're speaking on it with such beautiful gratitude and such amazing and positive energy that that can only encourage more of that goodness in your life. So yeah, I just want to encourage y'all to speak on your blessings. Like really just appreciate it because I mean, yeah, like why not? (laughs) Why not? So yeah, I just, I feel really grateful for where I am in life right now. I remember sitting down here to chat with y'all. Like, what was that? Just simply, that was like last month when I sat down right before I took that little bit of a a two week break. And I had just ended a situation with someone who I thought we were going to be dating or I thought we were going to continue dating and it ended abruptly and I didn't expect it. And as I always kind of come on here and say, like, yes, feel the feelings, right? Feel the sadness, feel the anger, because I felt a lot of anger and frustration, especially with the abruptness of it all. Feel your feelings, but also know in that moment that what is for you will be for you. And what is meant to happen is going to happen. (laughs) Cliches, all the cliches today, okay? And in that moment, I remember feeling incredibly angry and frustrated But I also felt like closed doors in my life have always led to open doors for better opportunities, for better connections, for better and more aligned experiences in my life. And so whenever a door closes for me, I may be sad, I may be disappointed, I may be upset, I may be frustrated, but I also know that something better is coming because there's no way that God, that the universe closes a door for me or for you without preparing something better. And it's about having that really deep-rooted belief. And so I had that really deep-rooted belief. And in all of this, right, in, in all of life, I think there's also being able to understand that things are impermanent and being able to practice non-attachment with this, which is something that I'm really trying to practice in my life. So understanding that anything could leave at any moment, anything could change at any moment, but just because anything could leave or change at any moment doesn't mean that I can't appreciate that person, that experience, that opportunity for what it is in the current moment. That situation ended and I let it go. And I had someone else come into my life. We've been dating and that's been going great. And whether or not that goes the distance, right? So whether or not it ends up in marriage, ends up in kids, ends up in all of the the beautiful fairy tale endings that we've been sold by this society of ours. Uh, <laughs> whether or not it ends up there, I am really, I've been allowing myself to just sit in the experience. Every single date that we have, every single moment where I just feel grateful for the connection, I feel grateful for the experience, I feel grateful for this person, I feel grateful for how kind they are, I feel grateful for the laughter, for the shared experiences, the new shared experiences that we've been having together. I'm just allowing myself to enjoy that for what it is. And it doesn't mean that I'm not 
looking forward to or hoping for a future. I definitely am, especially as, you know, the, the planner that I am. I definitely am doing that. But I'm also allowing myself to really be present in the moment. Like every single day that we have, it's like, okay, how can I be here right now with this person right now and enjoy what it is? And I've been having a blast. And this is just one of those moments in life where everything feels like it's in a really good place. Everything can be better, but things can always be better and things will get better, right? But that doesn't mean you can't appreciate it for what it is now. I am in an apartment that I love. I've decided I'm not purchasing a home this year, another update, but that's neither here nor there. It doesn't matter because I I have a beautiful apartment and I'm grateful for it. I'm seeing someone that I very much enjoy. Work is still hectic, but I have a job and I really like my job and I love my coworkers. The podcast is still here. I love it. I'm planning the first in-person event in Dallas. Stay tuned for details. I haven't confirmed the date just yet, but I will be planning something for end of May and then also something early June. So if you live in Dallas, definitely follow on Instagram or subscribe to my email list because I'll just send out information on both of those. I'll also talk about it on the podcast too once I have confirmed dates. But yeah, things just feel, things feel really good. And I feel like, I don't know. It's just one of those times where I am just able to really be so grateful for this current moment and all of the times that I've ever felt sad or frustrated with where I was or upset about anything. I think these moments of feeling grateful and at peace and aligned make it worth it. You know what I mean? But even yesterday though, I even yesterday I had a moment where I felt super behind in life and I felt like, oh my God, everyone's engaged. I think I went on Instagram and it was like, I saw a bunch of engagements and a bunch of people announcing pregnancies and babies yesterday. And it made me feel kind of like, oh my gosh, like what am I doing with my life? I'm about to turn 29. What have I done since my 28th birthday? So I think we all have those moments and those moments are always gonna be a thing, right? We know comparison is the thief of joy. And those moments will always pop up for us. But it's how do we react to those moments? What do we do when that comes up for us? So, yeah, I don't know. This was just kind of a rambly, random intro. But I just I just wanted to share. I just wanted to chat. just wanted to share. So let's go ahead and take a little, little break, a little sip of water. I'm going to go grab some of my water. My mouth is a little bit dry. And... We're going to dive into the questions for this month's Ask DN episode. And if you want to be a part of the next month's episode, make sure to follow over on Instagram. And also, like I said, subscribe to my email list. I'll usually do both. I'll ask y'all once or twice during the month to submit questions. Of course, they're always anonymous, so you can ask whatever. And obviously nothing rude. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I've never had anyone ask anything rude. This is not a and ask for you to be root, but yeah. Okay, let's take that little sip of water, that little break, and let's go ahead and dive into this month's Ask DN questions. So the first question that we got says, could you describe your advancement in work? Based off the podcast, it seems you manage a team and would like to hear more about how you got there. 
As a black woman, fairly young, 26, I sometimes feel undermined in that area. So yeah, I can definitely talk a bit more about this. That podcast episode that I did, if you haven't listened to it, I think, oh my gosh, what was the title of it? Or forget the title, but I basically talk about like balancing work, full-time work with full-time podcast things and in that I get a bit more detailed about where I went to school, what I studied, how I got my job, what I do, the team that I manage, what my day-to-day looks like a bit and all that good stuff and I can definitely talk a bit more about it for this particular question. I'd like to start off by saying that when I first came into my positions and my role at the company that I'm at now, the team was fairly small. So there weren't a lot of people on my team. I think it was me and I want to say two other people. So I was managing around two or three people at the time. Part of my job was helping the team grow. So as we grew in terms of the responsibilities that we had, and as we grew in terms of the goals that we had, it became my goal to then hire people on my team to help us get to those goals. So I was setting these really big social media goals, whether it was to get to hundreds of thousands of followers on a specific account, a couple million on our Facebook account, that kind of thing. And so as we were setting these goals, it was like, okay, who do we need on the team to help fill the roles to get us to X, Y, and Z goal. So that's really what I was doing. And that's how I've come to manage the size of the team that I'm managing now, only growing. So I would say that my advancement is due to a couple of different things. So the first being my master's degree. Now, I don't necessarily think that you have to get specific degrees to learn the things that you need to know or to open up the doors to get to wherever you wanna get to. But I do think in my case, it played a role because while I didn't learn a lot about what I actually do in a day-to-day basis in my job in grad school, having that piece of paper and being able to say, yes, I have my master's degree in advertising and marketing, it really helped to speak to my legitimacy as a marketer. So I think that was the first piece. The other piece is actually taking time to learn things on your own. So like I said, I didn't learn a lot of the things that I do on a day-to-day basis in grad school, but I did learn a lot of it around the time that I was either in grad school or before grad school or after grad school. So I remember at one of my jobs, on my lunch break, I would literally sit in this lounge area and I would read the Shopify blog. If you didn't know, Shopify has a blog and they basically post things about marketing, advertising, paid ads, email marketing, e-commerce, literally all the things that you could even want to know or could possibly possibly want to learn about running an e-commerce store that is successful, especially when it comes to the marketing and advertising aspect, they have an article on it. And so I would literally read all of these things about how to do that because at the time I was selling cosmetics online and I was kind of like in that whole specific e-commerce world. So it was super helpful to me to have that information, especially since it was free and all it took was just Googling or finding the articles that pertain to what I wanted to know, taking the time to read them, and then doing additional research from there. So that's another piece of it. I would also say that at work, I'm very strategic in the fact that I set big goals. And when it comes to the goals that I set at work, I'm strategic in the approach. I am very relentless in getting us to the goal and making sure that I'm also very organized in how I report on the goal, I report on the analytics, all those things. I think when it comes to my job, I was presented with a specific door, right? It wasn't like... 
you know, I worked so, so, so hard. And so that's why I got the job. I think that, yeah, I worked hard before grad school, after grad school, all the things. But I also feel like this was a certain opportunity that I was presented with. And because I had done the work in the past, because I was also willing to do the work moving forward, and I'm talking about the legitimate like career work, not like shadow work, but I mean, we could also include that as well. But because I was willing to do that work when I was presented with the door and with the opportunity, I could walk through it with confidence, knowing that I had the skills to do this job and to do it well. Now we know imposter syndrome is a thing and it still does pop up for me, you know, at work, especially on a day-to-day basis. But when I was presented with this opportunity, I knew that I could do it. The things that I talked about, I spoke about them in a deck. I made a presentation deck as part of my application process, not required, but hello. When we know what we want, we go above and beyond, right? So that's what I did. And I ended up getting the job. And I think that I got it because I was ready for the opportunity. Had I not studied marketing on my own, had I not been prepared with specific credentials, had I not done this additional work to test strategies on my own to have insights that I learned from my own application process would I have gotten the job I don't know but I feel like the probability that I would have gotten the job was much lower had I not done all the things that I did so the biggest thing I will say is to just prepare yourself for the opportunity figure out what your career and your life goals are and figure out what actionable steps you can take to get yourself closer to that goal there's going to come a day when you are presented a door and you're presented an opportunity and you want to make sure that you are ready when that time comes if you are sitting there twiddling your thumbs and trying to figure out you know what to do or you're sitting there waiting for the opportunity to present itself before you get ready, I promise you it is going to pass you by or you are not going to be the right person that you need to be to step through that door. So prepare yourself beforehand. Make sure that you're ready because things will pop up the least or what did they say? Things will pop up when you least expect it. So you want to make sure that you're ready at any given moment in time to jump on an opportunity that feels aligned and ready for you. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop, one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. 
I love to add in the squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So the next question reads... I'm putting in the work, solitude, discipline, shadow work, and meditation. I am tired. I seek pleasure and ease. I'm a very blessed woman, yet I don't have anyone to share it with. That seems so translucent, but this Taurus woman appears to have this Capricorn man continue to dwell in my soul, despite knowing we're through and willing to move on. How do I quiet my spirit so that I can really let go? I'm ready, but he lingers in my energy and my thoughts." So my first question for you is to ask yourself why he's lingering there. I think sometimes when someone is lingering on our mind, especially after ending a connection that we know is not really aligned with like our higher self and aligned with like our higher goals and our vision for our lives, we are focusing on the person or we have that lingering thought of the person on our minds because we also have this deep-rooted belief that we won't actually meet someone else. We feel like that was our one chance at love and now that it's gone, nothing better is coming, no one better is coming. Of course, when we sit with this consciously, we could acknowledge that this is just a vicious lie, but yet subconsciously, we may actually hold that belief. So I guess ask yourself first, why is he on your mind? And be truly open to hearing what you have to say. Like be open and honest and real and raw with yourself. So the second question I have for you is to ask yourself to see him for who he truly was. Now, I don't know why things ended. I don't know if it was something that he did, something that you did. Maybe y'all just agreed to part ways. I don't really know all of the details, obviously. But I also want to remind you not to romanticize this person in your head. Ask yourself, what were his flaws? What were his shortcomings? This isn't about making him a bad guy or the bad guy in your head, but this is simply about seeing things through an objective lens and not one that is rose colored. Again, a lot of times we end a situation or a relationship 
relationship and we have this tendency to romanticize the situation that it was we're like like oh my gosh they were so perfect and they did all of these amazing things and yada yada and we tend to forget the times when this person frustrated us or made us question our worth or made us feel very small and we forget those moments when things have ended and again we are just romanticizing the relationship that we had with them previously and not really looking at it from this truly objective lens as much as this is annoying to hear because oh my god I'm about to get into like the nastiest cliche ever <laughs> not like nasty like nasty but just nasty like annoying as hell but your person will come when it's time I hate hearing this shit like it's so annoying but I also have to be the person that reminds you that it's true. Like it literally is not going to come for you, the person, the opportunity, the job, the whatever, until it's time for you. Whether you need to do more work, whether your person is doing some work, they might be in a relationship currently and you literally are just kind of like, they're waiting, so to speak, until their relationship ends and they have room to have you come into their life. Like maybe they're making energetic space to fit you in. Maybe they're learning about how to treat a woman of your caliber. Maybe they're learning about how to really honor themselves in a relationship and not lose themselves. Like you don't really know what the other side of that journey is because this is another person we're talking about, a whole other life, a whole other set of intricate beliefs and happenings and experiences and all that good stuff. So we have to remember that that is part of this as well. I also saw this thing yesterday that I think was really beautiful and really resonated with me. And it was basically someone talking about how some people in this life are meant to experience love as more of a divine experience, one that is incredibly faded and karmic, one that is bigger than love and bigger than fun and just very much connected to our destiny. While there are some people who you'll always catch them in a relationship and not because like they're a serial dater, because maybe they are, but like maybe they aren't, <laughs> but maybe their specific journey with love and relationships is more so connected to fun and it's not as specifically connected to their destiny and fate and so they end up in all of these relationships back to back to back so it's just a reminder that you don't want to end up with a man who is going to derail your purpose you don't want to end up with someone who's going to water down your vision or someone who's going to lead you astray you want to be with someone who is meant to be in your life and someone who is meant to either help you or support you as you are achieving your highest purpose I just want to say, keep doing the work. You're doing amazing. I know that this waiting period can be incredibly frustrating. It can be incredibly lonely, especially when you see everyone left and right seeming to experience the very thing that you want to experience. But I want you to know that your prayers, your wishes, they're being heard. You're not being ignored. You are literally being saved for something that is simply meant for you. And that is something that we, we can't really put a price tag on. We can't really put a timeline on because what is meant for us is going to come at the very right time for us. Uh, last thing I want to say with this is cord cutting techniques can also help. So just look that up. I don't, I'm not going to go into a cord cutting technique specifically on this episode, but um, maybe I'll do another episode on that just for anyone who's trying to let go of a relationship, uh, whether it be platonic romantic, whatever that's no longer suiting them. And there's still that energetic tie, but do look up cord cutting techniques. I think that could also help you in this situation as well. So our third question, I've been married for six years and we've been together for about 11 years. I'm at the point in my marriage and friendship that I'm ready to walk away for good. Here's a little backstory. 
My spouse is what society calls a functioning addict. At first, it was being hidden from me, and then they decided to openly tell me, which I was still lost for words because I never saw any signs. I found my spouse passed out cold on the floor after an overdose. Still to this day, I don't know why I chose to stay and believe that they would ease up or slowly wing themselves off of the drugs when it only got worse. I feel guilty having these thoughts and feelings because before marriage, I was unfaithful in our relationship. So I feel like I have to stay because they stayed with me after multiple infidelities. I've also been in what I believe to be a verbal abusive relationship because they always bring up my faults and at times talk down to me and make me question my worth and my very existence. All right, so gonna preface this one. I'm not a marriage counselor, a marriage expert. Obviously, y'all know this. I have never been married. So I guess take my advice with all of these as well, with a grain of salt, right? At the end of the day, this is your life. Do what you wish, do what you would like. Maybe just take my advice with a grain of salt. I also don't know like 99% of the details here. I'm only hearing what you shared with us and there's only, you know, so much room on a Google form for you to share. I also want to say thank you so much for submitting this question, for being incredibly open, incredibly vulnerable with sharing this story because I don't think, and I will actually don't, or I know that you are not the only one going through something like this. So for anyone listening who is in a similar situation, I do think that, it is incredibly, I guess, supportive and also helpful to hear that someone else is going through this and to also feel less alone in their situation. So just want to thank you so much for submitting this question and sharing. So I want to get into this by saying that you are never obligated to stay in any relationship that is no longer serving you, especially because you're feeling guilty. Yes, you may have been unfaithful in the past and your spouse forgave you, but know that that was their decision, right? You don't owe them for a decision they chose to make. They chose to stay with you. They chose to pursue the relationship further. And that was amazing at the time for y'all to kind of continue to build that trust back up, all that good stuff. But that was a decision that they made. We're all adults, like you are an adult, they are an adult. And so you're both responsible for your individual actions. This definitely sounds like an incredibly tough and heartbreaking situation. I can't imagine leaving a marriage. There's so much tied up when you get married to someone, you know, from your money to your living spaces, to your family, to everything, right? It's There's just a lot of stuff that comes together when you get married to an individual. But I also can't imagine being in a relationship with someone who makes me question my existence. You know in your heart what you want to do and what you have to do. I can feel it coming through this question. I can feel it in the way that you're phrasing certain things and you know exactly what you want to do and you know exactly how you're going to proceed. You definitely don't need me to validate your decision because you know the decision that's going to be best for you. Any external validation that you receive about your decision won't make it any easier. But I do know that in order to live in a reality where you're happy, where you're at peace, where maybe you even meet someone who reminds you that you are and always will be worthy, you do need to take the first step to walk away from a situation where it is no longer aligned, where it is abusive, and where it is really just dragging you down. So I'm sending you so much love, so much luck, um, all of the things, all the positive energy for you to take that first step, whatever it looks like to you. Again, I know that's not easy, I know that there are so many different things that can affect someone's decision to walk away from a marriage or even a relationship in general. So I hope that you feel 
ease and peace in your decision once you do make it. And I hope that you have the community and the resources and the support around you to help ease your path into whatever that next chapter looks like for you. So our next question is advice on anxious attachment when dating. So we talked about anxious attachment as well as the other attachment styles in an episode of the podcast. I'm blanking on the name, but I do have an episode on attachment styles, attachment theory, diving into all the different styles. So definitely go check that out if you are new to attachment styles and you kind of want to understand what they look like and how they can present when it comes to dating. So a few different signs that you may have anxious attachment according to Psych Central is signs of codependency, intense emotional discomfort or avoidance of being alone, difficulty setting boundaries, fear of abandonment, feeling like you're unworthy of love, feeling dependent on others, frequent need for validation, an intense desire for intimacy or closeness, tendency to feel or act jealous, people-pleasing tendencies, low self-esteem, sensitivity to changes in how others feel, speak, or behave, tolerating unhealthy behaviors in relationship, and difficulty trusting others. So when it comes to my tips for dating with anxious attachment style, number one, obviously going to therapy is a default. Everyone will tell you when it comes to any sort of things that have to do with either mental illness or just dealing with our mental in general doesn't necessarily have to be categorized as an illness. The therapy is an absolute beautiful a resource to take advantage of. Now, I will say, depending on what country you live in, if you live in the United States like I do, therapy is not very accessible to most people. It is expensive. It can be hard to find a good therapist. It can be hard to just even start going to therapy. There's so much stigma around therapy still. So I understand if you do not have access to therapy or if maybe in your situation, it's not a viable option right now. And I'm gonna give you some additional tips that you can practice They don't have to do with therapy. Now, the first would be expressing your needs to your partner and having open conversation about attachment styles. If you genuinely believe that you have anxious attachment style, having a really open and honest conversation with your partner about that is gonna be super helpful. And I say partner, right? And I don't necessarily mean like y'all are boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever. I mean the person that you're seeing. So if you're seeing someone and you get to the point where, you know, it's like maybe date two, three, four, or whatever, wherever you feel comfortable having this conversation. I definitely think bringing it up and being like, hey, you know, I struggle with anxious attachment style. I'm working through this. Maybe give them a little definition of what that is because not everyone is familiar with attachment styles. You can point them to the episode, okay? Not this one, but the other one, okay? Um, But you can have that conversation with them about attachment styles and then basically communicate your needs. Communicate where you might need a little bit extra patience, a little bit extra support, where you are working and kind of also communicate to them what you're doing. Like what are the active steps that you are taking to work towards secure attachment and how can they support you in that journey someone who's truly interested in you and has a desire to get to know you on a deeper level and grow a really strong and foundational relationship with you is also going to be someone that is there to support you on the journey depending on what that looks like of course everyone has their own personal boundaries so perhaps they may have certain boundaries that they'll need to express to you but for the most part if you're telling them hey i need you to be patient or hey you know we might need to have like these conversations and do 
these check-ins, like that's something that would really help me. They're going to be open to it if they are supportive of you and your journey. The other thing is understanding the difference between someone who is busy and someone who is actively avoiding you or ghosting you. It can be really hard in this current dating climate to understand the difference. But one huge thing that I'm such an advocate for is clarity and communication. Ask them talk to them, ask them the hard questions. This can be so nerve-wracking, especially with anxious attachment style, because if you ask someone a question, if you ask someone, do you like me? If you ask them, are you interested in me? If you ask them whatever question you need to ask them to gain clarity, if you ask them that question and they give you the answer that you do not want to hear, you can take that as an act of rejection. It can feel kind of like someone is personally rejecting you. And I think that we have to reframe that. When we're having these conversations and when we're asking people questions for clarity and honesty and transparency, know that their answer is a reflection of them and where they are. Your job is to simply ask the questions for clarity, ask the questions for your own communication needs. So as I've been dating, I've had different instances where I've noticed that men would kind of pull away energetically. And typically you can kind of feel that whether or not you have anxious attachment style or whatever the case is, we are energetic beings. You can kind of feel when someone is pulling away from you energetically. And so what I would do is simply ask them, be like, hey, I'm kind of noticing a little bit of distance. You know, are you super busy or are you just like maybe not that interested? If you're not that interested, that's totally cool. We can kind of cut things off from here, no pressure. And just letting them know that if they need an out, they have an out. They don't have to like play these games with you. They don't have to be weird with you. They can leave you're going to be cool about it. You're not going to blow up in their face and go like wild. You're just going to be like, okay, cool. I understand. I, I, I got it. Heard you, whatever. And that also gives them an opportunity for if there's something going on on their end for them to communicate that. Now, if you pose the question and someone is still being shady, they're not communicating well, they're not actively telling you what's going on, that's not on you. You know you've done your part. You've asked them the question. You've put it out there. You've requested transparency. You've requested communication and they are denying that and that is no longer on you. Ask for clarity where you need it. Ask the hard questions. It may be really uncomfortable. It may be really hard, but trust me, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Like I tell you, I just, now I just say whatever, because I know that whatever someone replies to me, whether or not they're into me, whether or not they like me, like I like them, whether or not they want to continue the relationship, whether or not, whatever the case is, I know that their answer, their response is a reflection of them and not of me and my worth and my character. The last thing I will say is to create your own boundaries with relationships and stick to them when you're dating. For example, one of your boundaries could be that you won't sleep with someone new unless y'all are exclusively seeing each other. This isn't to perpetuate any sort of like weird dating games and any sort of power dynamics. This is not about that for me. I will be the first person to tell you if it's the first date, second date, third date, and you want to sleep with that person, I do not care. If they are going to be your person, if they are your partner, if they are your husband, if they are your wife, whether you sleep with them on the first date or the 10th date, it does not matter. If they're going to fuck you over and like disappear and ghost you, whether or not you sleep with them on the first date or the 10th date, there's the 
going to ghost you. They're still going to screw you over. So it literally doesn't matter. So this is not about perpetuating any sort of weird game, but this is about knowing your triggers. If for you, you tend to get really attached when it comes to sex and when it comes to that form of intimacy, set boundaries around that. Make sure that you feel as if you can trust the person to some extent before you sleep with them and make sure that you're holding yourself to your own boundaries. Because I know, you know, we get horny, we are sexual beings as well as energetic beings. So it can be a little bit hard, but make sure that you're holding yourself to those boundaries as well. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop. One scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in the squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. So the next question we have is about possible budgeting tips or extra sources of income. So I want to say that this is something that I am constantly reworking, retooling, fixing, updating all of the things on my end. For added context, I get paid monthly. And despite what we may see from influencers online and content creators online and what we may think of the creator economy, I don't make that much from the podcast. Most of it, if not all of it, goes towards covering my software. So the stuff that I use to edit, the stuff that I use to send emails, the stuff that I use to monitor certain social media analytics, X, Y, and Z. And then a little bit of it goes goes towards my food budget. But for the most part, I use an Excel sheet for budgeting to help manage my finances. I pay all of my bills on the first or the second of the month since I typically get paid on the last weekday of the month. And I try to save some money for the second half of the month. So I have a couple different bank accounts, one for saving, a regular checking, one for like what I call the second half 
of the month. And I try to budget everything out to the exact possible dollar. So I have the amount that I typically pay for like my nails. I have the amount that I know my rent will be, the approximate amount that I know my electricity will be, my internet, all of those things. And I try to just budget out every single thing for the month and then pay it all at once. It's not a perfect system at all. I will be the first to tell you that because I get paid once a month, it often feels like by the second and third week of the month that I am struggling. Like if something pops up, if someone wants to go out to dinner or if someone wants to do something or something happens towards the end of the month that I didn't financially plan for at the beginning of the month, then I either have to go into that second half of the month budget, which again, doesn't always allocate for certain unexpected expenses, or I simply have to use a credit card or dip into some of my savings. So it tends to be something where some months it works out really well for me budget wise, whereas other months it feels like, oh my God, like this, just this, I planned and I planned, I planned, but the plan completely went awry and yeah. So I think another thing that comes into this is that whenever I travel, I don't really do a good job of predicting how much money I'm going to spend traveling. Because again, a lot of other random expenses will come up when you travel that you can't often predict ahead of time. So it's something that I'm personally working on, especially when it comes to improving the system. It's also why I'm such a huge advocate of additional sources of income and that I am trying to build the foundation for those for myself in terms of future business ideas and things that I'm working on on the back end. So yeah, I know people will talk about DoorDash being a really good source of income. There are people that talk about freelancing. I've often spoken about freelancing. I actually have a whole episode dedicated to freelancing if you want to check that out. I made it during COVID when I made all of my money freelancing before I got my full-time job that I have now. And even when I was initially starting this job, I actually was freelancing on the side as well to create additional source of income. So I would check out that episode. I would also check out Freelancing Females on Facebook. It's a Facebook group where it's a lot of people in there who are either full-time freelancers or part-time freelancers posting a ton of different resources. We and Cultivate also have some really cool resources for online freelance work if that's something you're interested in. But yeah, other than that, I am also trying to figure it out. So I feel like when I have a good handle on my finances and I have a good handle on ways to make additional sources of income, I will definitely create an updated episode for that. Until then, I am in the same boat as you trying to figure it out myself. The last question that we have is how do you quell mental blocks when you know your capabilities? I'm fighting this, which leads to procrastination and self-sabotage. Now, if you are not new here, you would know that I struggle with this a ton. I would definitely say that having a supportive community around you is huge. My community personally lifts me up so, so much and reminds me that I'm doing some amazing things, even when I fail to see that for myself. I also plan to start writing out my achievements each month. I think that whenever we're working on something in our life, whether it be a career goal, a life goal, and we are facing that procrastination, that self-sabotage on a day-to-day basis, it can be really hard to look back and see how far we've come or to really acknowledge our achievements, even if they may seem small or inconsequential in the moment. So taking time to document that, whether that be through a daily journaling practice, whether that be through monthly goal setting and going back and looking at what you did that month, whether it just be kind of writing down your thoughts and feelings or taking time to actually document your achievements on a consistent basis. I think that is going to be super helpful in my journey. And this would also be something I'd recommend to anyone who's struggling with procrastination, self-sabotage, imposter syndrome, all of those different things. 
Another thing is writing out some of the small action steps you can take to break down a bigger task into something that feels more manageable. A lot of times when we have this really big goal, we can look at it and feel like we're not the person that can achieve that goal, even though we really are capable and we have all of the skills and all of the resources and all of the know-how to do that thing. So how can you break that goal down into smaller goals that feel more achievable to you and feel more like they're within your wheelhouse? That can help you to check those things off, still achieve the goal or still get closer to whatever you want to do without feeling blocked by the magnitude of the goal itself. I also have a few episodes on imposter syndrome. They're all called fraud. So there's like fraud, fraud part two. I think there's a fraud part three. So I highly recommend checking out those episodes, especially if you struggle with imposter syndrome in your career field or just in life in general. Okay, my loves, that is the April episode. I know this one is going up a little bit later on a Tuesday afternoon, but I really hope that y'all appreciated this episode, enjoyed this episode. And if you ever have any questions for me, make sure, like I said, to subscribe to my email list, which I will link down below, and also to follow over on Instagram if you are on social media to know whenever I'm doing these ask DN question things, whenever I'm like requesting questions from y'all. As I stated a couple times in this episode, it's always anonymous so feel free to share whatever you're comfortable sharing and yeah I am gonna go have a little bit of dinner gonna go finish up some of my nine to five work and yeah gonna go enjoy the rest of my night thank you so much for being here my love I appreciate you so so much and I will chat with you in the very next episode bye my loves What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest visit, a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary and this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays so if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful amazing beautiful souls head to my website for more information themanifestly.com slash events visit the link in the show notes and yeah let's let's hang out in Bali